There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Jerry Ferrara and Olivia Harlan Decker. Welcome to Unleashed and happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening to us on Thursday, we appreciate all of you listening all the time. And we love our Thursday listeners because you guys really get the best show. You get all of the NFL weekend preview, especially this week. Three amazing games on Thursday. If you're listening to this late, I apologize. We've got to dig into it a little bit. Jerry Ferrara, your Giants are playing in a big game against the Cowboys. And it's in the middle, like right in the middle of when you are hosting a 30-person Thanksgiving. Yeah, I did not sign up for this. I mean, we were talking off air. You said I sort of did when we moved to the Midwest. My wife has a large (laughs) family. They're great. I love them. We're like the default Thanksgiving house now. I don't know how this happened. But yeah, this is the first meaningful Giants game. Probably the best Thanksgiving slate in a very, very long time in general. It's also my birthday on Friday. It would have been a perfect time to offload children responsibilities and just eat and watch football and chill. And now people are going to be asking me where everything is in my house. I'm just going to sell the house after this. (laughs) House going on the market Friday. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I might be interested. I'd I'd love to be back down here. Just when you have people over... You can set out the bar. You can get the ice, the limes cut. The you can have everything out. You know what I mean. And people still come up to you. Hey, do you have a, you know, a, a extra napkins or where are the straws or blah blah. You're just like, oh my god, you people. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's all the lemons for the beer. Oh, do you have like a whole lemon? Why, yeah. <laughs> why do you need a whole lemon right now? And you know what? Just find it. Find it yourself. Um, yeah. This is going to be really, really interesting. The good thing is I have a lot of TVs in the house. Good. And. I think I'm more scared about the seven little kids that are going to be in the house. That, oh, yeah. Because they're the destroyers. They'll destroy. They could destroy <laughs> everything in minutes. They're all under five, five and under. And overall fan base, I think you're the only New Yorker. If this is a lot of your wife's family, are you the only one who cares about the Giants? Only one who cares about the okay. Giants. Oh, shoot. What's so funny about those Browns, though, I, I, someone also broke our rule. I had to attend a Sunday kids birthday party that started at 1 p.m. Nope. No, thank you. Unacceptable. 1 p.m. Now it's our neighbors and their, their two sons, their birthdays are really close together. We love them. Our kids are like best friends with their kids. They're great people. I took Jacob myself because I also, I started having football guilt. 
oh. you know, week 11, week 12. I'm like, ah, I've kind of taken Sundays to myself for 10 weeks. Let me take the kid and let's go. So, uh, I, yeah, but what, the point of me saying that is these Browns fans are all huddled around the TV watching that game like it mattered. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it does to them. You know, it does. But. Yeah, I don't even I don't even want to go to my own kid's birthday party on a Sunday. I just and here for a little spoiler out there, there are two things people don't want to go to baby showers and kids birthday parties. You just don't want to go. I I said to my mom, she was hosting my baby shower. I said, Mom, I I hate going to baby showers. Like, let's make this painless. Let's have it at a restaurant at night with an open bar. Just because I can't drink doesn't mean other people can't. Okay, that is a tangent. (laughs) That is a huge tangent. Um, Overall, though, as you look forward to this game, and again, some people will be listening. It'll have already been played. But, you know, what are, what are your thoughts? Are you confident? Because the Cowboys are hot right now. And if you ask anyone, they're winning the Super Bowl. So this is actually good because, yes, if you're listening on Thursday. This will be relevant. And then if you're listening on Friday or after, you'll get to hear this <laughs> psychology of a Giants fan. First of all, Dallas has owned us for, I don't know, eight years at this point. I don't remember the last time we've beat the Cowboys, let alone in Dallas. Number two, what an awful loss to the Lions that was for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Like, no disrespect to the Lions, who are on a three-game winning streak going into Thanksgiving. That was terrible. And yeah, Dallas had that one screw-up against your Packers, and you see mm-hmm. what happens when they get pissed off. Now I think they see the Eagles are maybe coming back to the field a little bit. Yeah, terrified of this game. Daniel Jones finally had a Daniel Jones game against the Lions, which we've been avoiding all year. So I will say, though, I believe in Dable to keep this one close. And maybe if we get the Cowboys into deep waters, we could steal this one. I do think the steal is in play. But yes, this is that defense is absolutely terrifying. Okay, I don't know if it scares you a little bit, but Vegas is giving the edge to Dallas in a big way. Minus nine. We record on Tuesday, so that that might change a little bit. But Jerry, that's horrible. And then 44 and a half is the point total. What do you think of that one? Do you like any play here? That makes me happy. If you've noticed, too, every time the Giants seem to become a real pick, like, oh, you know what? Giants are for real. They're good. Had that going into Seattle. Lost. Had that going into that first Dallas game. Cooper Rush. Giants could easily win this game. And we had that going into the Lions. All the games that the Giants are disrespected in is the ones that they show up. And I feel like that line is very disrespectful. I do. That's a that's That's high for... A six and a seven and three T. That's high. That's a high number right there. Well, it's not the highest of the day. Bills are nine and a half point favorite at Detroit. Uh, I get that one. I get that one. I'm not on this Detroit hype. Come on, it's the Bills. They'll get back. And and Josh Allen too. I I'm not buying that he's broken. I'm not buying that this uh, this offense is broken. Uh, I like I like everything that's coming Josh Allen's way moving forward. As long as he's healthy, which uh, he seemed okay in that Browns game, as long as he's healthy, the Bills, I still think, are the biggest threat to the Chiefs. And we'll get to this. Uh, We'll talk about Mm -hmm. your your Chiefs at some point. But uh, I don't know, though, Olivia, those two, minus nine for the Cowboys, minus nine and a half for the Bills, I do think that uh, taking the points on Thanksgiving certainly sounds like something to do. And you know what? We have have a football player on today. We have Ahmad Bradshaw. Speaking of my Giants, one of my favorite all-time Giants, and I think he has played on Thanksgiving, and I definitely want to ask him, is that a bummer or is that incredible? Are you thinking about how much you're going to eat at halftime (laughs) when you're done with this game? So, uh, Or if you win, you get the big turkey leg on the field. Those are a lot of points, though, on Thanksgiving, so I'm already looking at a little Lions, Giants, even maybe a teaser. 
but we'll talk to Peter Andrew about that. Yeah, well, he needs a get back too. Poor Pete, let's take it easy on Peter. It's the holidays. Uh, I guess we must, right? But he really <laughs> deserves a talking to, a stern talking to. Oh my God. Did you get a chance to watch much of the Monday night game in Mexico? I did. I, I get a little woozy there on the Monday night game around 10 yeah. o'clock. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jerry, I, I missed it. I was in bed last night at 8 p.m. I'm going to, I'm going to blame the jet lag, but my kid's giving me like a run for my money right now with his jet lag. So I put him down at eight. I got in bed right after we were both sound asleep. I mean, so yeah, I missed it, but I watched the highlights. I watched with a little bit of interest because uh, my Knicks were also on, but the Niners are getting scary. Yeah, Niners look great. And I don't just mean Jimmy G as he walked into the stadium and that GQ pink suit. Man, he is a handsome looking dude. And then and then they show Colt McCoy walking in after and he looks like, you know, the guy who's selling you a blockbuster <laughs> DVD. But Jimmy G looked incredible. Four pass touchdowns, zero interceptions. They evenly distribute the ball. I feel like everyone was involved because as I'm looking at the box score after, I'm like, man, look at these four running backs, each with at least three carries. Look at these five receivers, each with a couple catches. And Brandon Ayuk had two catches. Two of them were touchdowns. And Kittle with a pair of touchdowns as well. So that was awesome. They've won three straight. They're six and four, first in the NFC West. And they've beaten every division rival. So I don't think this record, six and four, indicates who they really are now because they went through the adversity. They lost their quarterback. Then they signed Christian McCaffrey, which was as big of an acquisition as anyone has done and will do until we know where OBG goes. And then, you know, as I'm looking at, at the NFC between Philly, Dallas and San Fran, if we kind of narrow it down to those three, I don't know if we we're saying that the Vikings are dead, but who's the toughest team now in the NFC when you look at those three? couple things to unpack with that. Number one, I'm officially looking at my Seahawks division win ticket saying maybe this is the time to sell it. Yeah, <laughs> the Niners looked really good and the Niners already beat the Seahawks. And that is the only threat in the NFC West to the Seahawks. I'm going to hang on for now. But the, I, the thought after that Monday night game realized maybe I should sell that ticket that I have for plus 1600 for the Seahawks. I'm going to answer that question in a second. But this really occurred to me today when I was looking at teams like the Jets, the Browns, the Broncos, several teams that defensively are really, really good. Browns, maybe not really. Offensively, there are weapons, but they are only held back by their quarterback. Jimmy G really mm -hmm. might be the most interesting offseason thing that's about to happen. But here's my question for you. The Niners easily, of all those teams, to me, the Niners are, the I think, the sneakiest threat to win the Super Bowl. If they won the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, do they then say goodbye? Or do they run it back? That's such a... Such a weird thing, like they did it with Foal. Like, what happens if Jimmy G and the Niners win the Super Bowl? You're saying get rid of Trey Lance. I guess you don't have to get rid of him, but you just you're gonna have to sit one more year because we gotta defend right? this title, you know? Because uh, would you think they would run it back? You know, Flacco got that huge contract from the Ravens yeah. after he won the Super Bowl. Much younger Flacco. I just wonder what happens with the Niners and Jimmy G in success if they win the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if we. I think they almost have to run it back, right? But yeah, to me, the Niners are the sneakiest team, but I still think the Eagles, I think they're going through their little hiccups now and they're still winning. They only right? lost one game. I still think the Eagles are the team to beat. I'm with you on that. I think we'll learn about the Cowboys, learn a lot about them on Thursday night as well. So yeah, overall, it wasn't a very sexy NFL weekend. I feel like every week we get on here and we're like, oh, that was the best weekend ever, blah, blah. And Chiefs Chargers did a lot to sell the weekend as a whole. But the fact that we had two teams held to just three points, Jets and Vikings, 
And that really that Jets Patriots game was really pretty good. Just when you looked at there wasn't a single offensive touchdown scored, just the return touchdown and everything that you look at at the aftermath with the Jets. What stands out to me, Jerry, and where I'm not hot on Wilson is when he's asked after the game, you know, do you feel like you let the defense down? I think was the question. And he says, no, no, we don't. I I hate a quarterback. Part of playing quarterback is falling on the sword. Don't you think, especially if you play bad, Josh Allen in his postgame press conferences is Mr. Fall on the sword. I need to be better. I played badly, blah, blah, blah. Aaron Rodgers, time to time, will take credit. You know, the best will take credit for it because the ship goes as you go. And I really didn't like Wilson after a dog shit game. And I'm using Robert Sala's words there that he didn't really seem to man up to it or feel like he let the defense down, the defense who played great. What do you think? Look, we all have a TV, Zach. We all have a television. (laughs) We saw the game. We watched the game. So it was like an arbitrary question. We were basically, I feel like whoever asked him that question was giving him the opportunity to show some leadership. Okay. It wasn't really like, what you know, do you think you let the deep? That to me was more of a statement. And (laughs) uh, we're giving you a chance here to take some of the heat. We all have a TV, Zach. We saw it. And we know the answer to the question. And no is not the answer. The answer is yes. Should have took some of the ownership. I know Jeff fans are, they're in an uproar, all the Jeff fans in my life, crushing him. And maybe it should be time for the hot seat. But people are talking about giving up on Zach Wilson already. I don't think that should be the case either. He's still extremely young in his second year. Yes, it looks really bad. Yes, he's not showing leadership. He's a kid. And I mean that with all due respect. He's very, very young. So, but yeah, I don't know. Are they better with Flacco? I, between the Broncos and the Jets, they easily could be leading the AFC if they could just score more than 12 points. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jets could have been first with a win over New England. They've lost 14 straight. That's that's crazy to wrap your mind around. Now they're last in the division. I mentioned two teams were held to just three points. So the Vikings, obviously, Cowboys just shut them down. And the defense allowed 40 Cowboy points, 40 points. I'm just it's it's crazy as you're flipping through scores and you're on red zone and you see that keep coming across your screen. So the Vikings two losses, Jerry. Combined 54 points. And here's here's where I'm confused on the Vikings, too, because all their all their wins have been so close. Obviously, they haven't knocked anyone out. Right. The reason I didn't even ask you about them earlier when I was talking about the NFC is because I think at the Vikings very best isn't their best isn't as good as anyone else's best. You know what I mean? I I think this is a team who will disappear quickly in the playoffs. Um, Their luck will run out. You know, when we when we look at the Justin Jefferson catch on fourth and 18, I mean, that that was the game winner, really. He had no business making that catch. And that's how they won the previous week. So I, I just feel like the Vikings are fluky and their record doesn't reflect who they are. Well, if there was ever a time I, that was one of my picks of the week, as much as it pains me to pick the Cowboys, it was so obvious. I mentioned last week how me and my good buddy Max love storylines and narratives. Yeah. Coming off that Bills win, really, were the Vikings going to just go thrash the Cowboys, too, or steal a three-point win? No. Uh, Look, I do think the Vikings are a very, very good team, and they have been executing and getting lucky, and sometimes that's all you need. Uh, I do think they may go away for a little while, and the question will be, can they get hot again at the right time? Because they do have great chemistry. That team has great chemistry, as we know. we all seen the the photos from the Jet. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, I think that as far as like real threats in the NFC, they're probably like fourth on my list. I think it goes Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles. Niners. And then I think you could maybe start Vikings. talking about. I'm with yeah, you there. You have to, because after that, who, who do you got left? Yeah, yeah that's that. it. That's uh, it. You start talking Giants, Seahawks, really, that, that's, sure. that's it. You know who is hot at the right time? My God, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, 25th straight win in November and December. It's funny, my father-in-law, I went to the Packer game, right, on Thursday night. It was freezing. It was a lot of fun <laughs> until it wasn't. And my father-in-law the next day says, oh, man, it sucks. You know, the season's over. I said, not if you have two teams. Not if you have two teams. And now I'm teaching my son. We we retire some of our green until next fall. And now we go to all red. We are Chiefs fans, baby. They have their sixth straight one-score game between the Chargers. I love when these two teams meet. I love young quarterback versus young quarterback. Herbert Mahomes, a minute 40 left on the clock. Way more than enough time, even when they're shorthanded. I mean, this was magic. Like I said, not a very sexy weekend. This was a sexy game. I mean, this was so good. Chargers covered, overhit, Kelsey with the hat trick. This game delivered. It did. Shout outs to Kadarius Tony. I didn't really know how I felt once the Giants basically traded you away and you're hurt again and your hamstrings hurt again. Everyone doing the Giants are going to regret the Kadarius. T-. Yeah, he's a very talented player. When he played even last year for the Giants, he was great. And then we saw him with that touchdown with the Chiefs doing the limp down the sideline, and then yeah. he's hurt again one week later, and that's been the story. Outside of that, I know I've been on here ranting and raving every week on Unleashed about give Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill their respect for MVP. Yes, they should get a few votes. I still stand by that. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. He's the best player in the world. He's the Offensive Player of the Year. It's done. We get it. I'm starting to now look ahead and say, all right, it's the Chiefs, really. It should go through Kansas City at this point. And mm-hmm. the one seed will be very important to them. You've been to many Chiefs games, I'm sure, so you know mm-hmm. that that weather is going to really affect teams like the Dolphins, who I'm looking at right now, trying to find the threat to the Chiefs. And I do think it might be Tennessee. Obviously, it's Buffalo, but they see, you know, I, 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 in the playoffs, I, st- I just got to see it. Tennessee would worry yeah. me a little bit. And the Dolphins, but the Dolphins to me would have to get the one seed. And I don't think that's humanly possible when I look at the schedule. Chiefs go Rams, Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Seahawks. Broncos again, Vegas. That's the Chiefs coming home schedule. I mean, I that's, mean that's nice. <laughs> that is- yeah, maybe there's one loss in there. Sure. Maybe two. And they, but they can afford it. They could afford it. Dolphins go Texans, they go at Niners, at Chargers, at Bills, and they get to beat your Packers. But here's what I think will be really interesting about the Dolphins. New Year's Day, 2023, they're on the road in New England. It's going to be freezing cold. I listen to Mike Lombardi a lot. I hope we get to have Mike Lombardi on the show. He brought up great points about we need to see Tua in cold weather to really get a sense of how far this Dolphins team could go. That might be the litmus test, right? We'll get a little taste at Buffalo, but then, yeah, New Year's Day at New England, which is a very good defense. We're going to learn a lot about the Dolphins. I want to go back to what you're saying about the Chiefs and who can beat them. And I was looking at their two losses. First one to the Colts. Remember that? <laughs> when they made so many mistakes and miscues. And Indy just got the better of them that day. That game, that was the one going off final drive of the half 
when they went for a field goal, Mahomes was pissed and he went over to the sideline and had some words with the enemy. Okay, so that was that game. And then it was the Bills obviously beating them at Arrowhead where Josh Allen gave one of his best performances. He was fantastic. But Mahomes was also fantastic that day. So it's tough. You look at anyone who can just slow down their passing game, the best passing attack in the NFL. So I was looking at that. The best pass defenses in the AFC, well, that's Denver and New England. And I don't think they're even in the conversation because they can't compete on the other side of the ball anyways. So I think Kansas City's safe. I really do. Bills in the playoffs, though. Those two teams match up well for whatever reason, and they always give us a thriller. So, again, if there's someone who can cut their season short, you get a really good night from Josh Allen as he heals up. They meet in January. I don't know. But, yeah, you said earlier, Mahomes, MVP favorite, coming into the weekend with Josh Allen struggling the last couple weeks, and he put up a performance to stay that way. His odds are minus 155. Allen, Hurts, Tua, they're all tied next at plus 600. So. Seems like it's Mahomes' trophy to win here. Yeah. The real concerns, if any, with the Chiefs are obviously health. It'd be nice to have Tony healthy. but nice to have Edwards Alaire healthy. Nicole Hardman would be nice to have him healthy. Defensively, not really doing it. Uh, and who knows? Defenses, to me, with once you get into the late into the season, it's all about who can get hot. We saw the Bengals' defense, which was terrible most of the year mm-hmm. last year. And then they got really hot along with their offensive line. And they went on that run. So I do worry a little bit about the defense, but I will say, yes, the Bills for sure, because they have, they're loaded, they can go toe-to-toe, and they have a little bit better of a defense. I would not overlook, and we've always done this, the Titans, because we mentioned those cold Kansas City conditions. Tennessee has a blueprint to win cold, freezing cold weather games. They have a mm-hmm. really good defense, really well coached. If they get healthy, the Derrick Henry factor, I think, to me, it goes Chiefs, Bills, Titans. I'm a little scared of the Titans if I'm the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, especially after seeing them in person now this past weekend, because they just showed they don't need Derrick Henry all the time. They can do it through the air. And and that was a cold game, Jerry. And if they're built for cold weather, they can pass in cold weather, too. So, yeah, Titans are scary. But for me, it's just the Bills. I think this is going to repeat. Because remember, when the Bills and Chiefs met a couple weeks ago, it eerily resembled their last playoff meeting. So I just feel like we're going to get this game on repeat. And how lucky are we as NFL fans to watch these two duel it out over and over before we get to the interview. And we got to wrap up from football to football. So just before we get to the interview, we got to pay a little credit here to the world cup. It was really fun. I don't know if you've got to watch USA and Wales. I hate ties. Like I hate that soccer does this to us. And the group setting is kind of confusing. You did a great job last week with Tim Howard figuring that one out. But he really laid it out what he thinks the USA can do. And he thinks it ends on Black Friday when they face England. Yeah. First of all, for those of you who listened to that episode, Olivia kind of did a magic trick and disappeared for the Tim Howard interview. You had to travel. And we always tape on Tuesdays. Tim's schedule only allowed it Wednesday. I believe you booked your trip. For Wednesday, being a yeah. good podcast host, so you kept well, Tuesday naturally. open. So, and of <laughs> course, I love soccer, football, whatever we mm-hmm. want to call it. I'm a mm-hmm. fan, but things that fall out of your rotation a little bit when you start having kids, like UFC for me, fell a little bit out, and soccer fell a little bit out. That being said, Tim Howard. I mean, I felt bad. I talk, we talked Knicks for five minutes. I'm like, great. I have, you did. I have <laughs> the Ministry surprised. of Defense on the podcast, and we're talking Knicks, but we were talking Knicks off the air. I will say, when that social clip went up, a lot of my wife's friends texted, who's that? Who is that guy? Yeah, 
Tim Howard, good-looking gentleman. Good-looking man. Good-looking, <laughs> handsome as all. Uh, yes, good-looking man. See, Jerry, this is always my heat check to see if my husband listens to the show. Now I've I've said two men in our open are really handsome guys. I've said Matt Lafleur is the most handsome coach. This is how I know what weeks my husband gets too busy to listen. <laughs> yeah, he's busy. Sam's got he, you know he's he's hooping. So yep, uh, yep. yeah, Sam, if, if you're listening oh, to this, so send send a text right now to right. give her some kind of emoji that lets you know that you're listening. Okay, so England beat Iran 6-2, which is really dominating. So the USA is a heavy underdog, plus 550. We don't know if they can pull off the upset. This will uh, be on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. That'll be a lot of fun. I wish I was still in London for this one because to be at one of those pubs and I'd wear all my USA stuff, that would be a blast. Yeah, it is weird. You leave London and then all this is kicking off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it would be a blast. I mean... Is it really like, is there any chance that you, I, you know, I just feel like it's such a good vibe. I really feel like American, more American sports like football and stuff could learn a lot from right. football crowds. Right. It's just, you can just see how far behind we are in the sport. Like my, my husband always says, imagine if the USA's best athletes all committed to soccer at like six years old, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Picture LeBron James played soccer. I was I was like, say, even like a Russell Westbrook on the right. soccer field with that kind right. of athleticism and strength. I know. No offense scary. to our team. My gosh. But yeah. Hey, we got the tie. Let's see what they can do Friday. If you're looking for more NFL bets for this weekend, make sure you listen to the end of the episode. That's when we bring in Peter Andrew and we'll get down to the nitty gritty. But first, let's go ahead and bring in Ahmad Brett. Okay, let's bring in our guest during his career with the New York Giants. He put up two different thousand-yard rushing seasons, was part of two Super Bowl-winning teams, which I took a lot of joy in watching. Once a giant, always a giant. Ahmad Bradshaw is here. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, man. It's a blessing. I appreciate you guys for having me. So I got to ask, those Super Bowls meant so much to the giant fandom and all that, but... uh Number one, where are the rings? And number two, do you actually wear the rings? Like, do you find moments to say, you know what? I'm going to wear my well, ring today. Yeah, look. Hey. I got one on right now. You know what? I've wore these rings the last month. That's it. That's the only time I've worn them since, you know, oh. since we got them. And uh, the second one we got, it was actually like two pieces and the top piece came off. No. <laughs> So I'm trying to get that fixed now. Tiffany's has it right has it at the moment, <laughs> and they're trying to help me get that fixed. Uh, it just happened like last week, and yeah, I was yeah. wearing both of them. Now, yeah, I got one. So yeah, now it's, why? It's, yeah, why have you just started wearing them recently? Uh, you know what? I just did. My mom kept them <laughs> in the bank in a lockbox for so long, yeah. and I was like, you know what, mom, this is this is the time. I guess um, you know, I've been six years removed from the NFL now, so. Yeah. You know, I guess, you know, I've, I've had a lot of, I mean, I've had a lot of love from the Giants fans and I appreciate those guys. Uh, you know, it just brings pride to, to a lot of people when I have them on and they want pictures with them and, yeah. you know, just to hold two rings up and, and you know, and show what the appreciation. It's 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 just easy for to, to appreciate the fans that way. So when you wash your hands, do you take them <laughs> off? When you work out, do you take them off? Because I even have to take off like my wedding rings. <laughs> 
I didn't wear them for so long because they, you yeah. know, I was always taking them off and taking them on or putting them on and, and doing different things with them. And they come slinging off my hands. My oh, hands this makes so me nervous. <laughs> I hate this. My hands are so swollen during football season, you know, we yeah. get beat up. So I've <laughs> talked to a lot of guys, their rings don't fit because our hands are so big and we, we, we measure them during season and they're just, uh, they don't fit at this moment. Our, our hands go back down to the normal size. <laughs> No one knows that. <laughs> right. They don't know. Obviously, I know both of those rings mean a lot to you. But if you just reflect back, which Super Bowl pops into your mind? Which one pops into your mind first? The first one was a, it was just a ride for me, man. We had an amazing team. My hat goes off to all those guys. Derek Ward went down in the 14th game of the season. He was able to, to give me my opportunity, I guess. You know, we were talking the other day and, and, Tiki, Derek Ward, and Brandon Jacobs, we were all together. Derek Ward was thanking Tiki for retiring because he would have <laughs> never had a chance. And I was thanking Tiki for retiring because I never, <laughs> I might have never been a giant and got drafted in seventh round to the Giants. So, so we were just thanking Tiki about that situation. And then we ended up winning the Super Bowl. I, I ended up winning the Super Bowl my rookie year. So it was just a blessing, man. And, and to be able to get that chance, Derek Ward, the bad thing with him going down, but just my shot. And, you know, I just tried to take advantage of it. They handed me the ball in Buffalo game that season. And I, you know, I took it 88 yards and that was just like the start of my career. And, and, you know, I just tried not to look back. So it's obviously Thanksgiving today, this week, all the Thanksgiving football slate. You hear a lot, an adage of there's two NFL seasons, pre-Thanksgiving and post-Thanksgiving. So first of all, did you ever play on Thanksgiving? And do you also feel like there is a shift? After this holiday, yeah, yeah, I don't think I played on Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, I played around it, and Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And yes, you too, thank you guys. Thank you know, thank all my teammates. Thank the Giants. You know, I appreciate <laughs> it. and thankful for my family and, and God. So, yeah, no, I don't remember playing on that day, but uh, after Thanksgiving, it gets cold. It, it turns <laughs> into real football. Teams don't like to tackle, and when it's cold, <laughs> they don't like to tackle when it's raining. So as a running back, I love it after Thanksgiving because nobody wants to hit. Nobody, you know, nobody wants to tackle and you can run through arm tackles all day. So it turns into real football for me. That's real football, running the ball and, and like hard nosed football. So it turns into real football for me after Thanksgiving. And, I, you know, I, I like it. I love watching it after football. And it's, it's, it's so exciting. I think it's more exciting because it brings the teams out. It shows the team's personalities. It shows if teams can come back after injuries after the second part of the season. And that's what we did. We, you know, after our both our Super Bowls, actually, we had a lot of guys come back middle of the season. And it was like, a, you know, it was like a whole new team after that. You know, we'd have like a Justin Tuck come back in the middle of the season. We're like, what? We got Justin Tuck, OC, you know, straight hand, <laughs> like all these guys. And our defense is good. We're good, you know. I mean, so it's like it really shows the personality of these teams. And, and I think – uh it really shows how good these teams are really going to be at this time. Before we start talking about the current Giants, the last thing I always wanted to ask, and I actually had the chance to talk to Strahan about this a little bit, but going back to that first Super Bowl, obviously Patriots going for undefeated. I remember that final game of the season where Patriots are playing for undefeated regular season. I believe you guys yep. already had your playoff spot locked up. Yep. Didn't yeah, we need won. the game. But it was yep. the last game of the season, the last effort to beat these Patriots. And I believe Coach yep. Coughlin played all the starters. And that was an excellent game. I think it was a 
the fourth quarter Randy Moss touchdown that like ended it, but that was a nose for nose. Like, do you feel like you left an imprint on the Patriots that game? Uh, Cause that was such a great regular season game that you didn't even need. Well, you know what? I think they did. You know what? I didn't play that game. That was the beauty of it for me. You know, after that Buffalo game, we, we uh, got into the playoffs with that Buffalo game and uh, I took a shot in the knee that game and I wasn't able to play the Patriots game. So to be able to come back and find the Patriots with me feeling like without me and not having a chance and we almost having that chance of beating them in the regular season, I felt like we could beat them anyway. I just felt like that I, I had to be a difference maker and, and that's what I tried to do in, in the playoff, in the championship game, of, of course. But we had played them in the preseason. You know, we played them in that regular season game. But any NFL team, it's tough to beat any other NFL team three times, two times in, in the same season. So to be able to play them three times that season and, and you know, to, to win the big one was, you know, that's just where all we can know. You mentioned the, the rich Giants running back history. I even go back to the Joe Morris days. Giants oh, yeah. have always, that's kind of been the blueprint to me watching all those years. It's defense and a running game. And you're right, it gets cold and teams don't want to tackle. Yep. So if we fast forward to present day. Obviously, Giants have a great running back in Saquon Barkley, and Daniel Jones is rushing the ball a little bit. So I feel like, obviously, the NFL has become a passing league, but if you really look around at quarterbacks, there's like three or four amazing quarterbacks, and then everyone kind of bunched together. I feel like what's separating some of these teams or the teams I would be most afraid of are the Tennessee Titans or the Giants, teams that have these good running backs and solid enough defenses so just what's your observation of the season so far, and especially looking at like the running back position in general? Honestly, I think the running backs take a lot of pressure off these quarterbacks, man. We don't get the props for that. I mean, I felt like even when I played Eli, well, he'd be pressured a lot, and I was there to save him. You know I mean? <laughs> I, I took pride in saving Eli, you know? I took pride in blocking for Eli, you know, as a running back just as well as the linemen do. And we don't get that, that fame for that. We don't get paid for that. But uh, I think we, as running backs, I think we take a lot of pressure off the quarterbacks. And I think we make their, their job a lot easier by running the ball and, and putting pressure on the defense. They can't keep eight, nine in the box if, if we got a good quarterback and a good running back that's running the ball and, and, and good receivers that can catch the ball. But, and that's what helped our, our championship teams. We had Three great running backs, as in Earth, Wind, and Fire, Derek Ward, Brandon Jacobs, and I. And then Brandon Jacobs as a Thunder and Lightning and all the guys that helped us and backed us up in, in that, you know, in those eras, man. I mean, I felt like we were great and we were the best at that time. And I think we took a lot of pressure off, you know, Eli throwing it to Plexico and Toomer and, and Steve Smiths and, you know, in the first Super Bowl and by Mario Manningham, Akeem Nix, and Hickson and those guys in the, in the next Super Bowl. So. And they played a huge part, and Eli was a great quarterback. But, uh, you know, I think we, we helped with that pressure of running the ball and putting that pressure on the defense. So actually, speaking of that first Super Bowl, Tom Coughlin says you had one of the biggest plays of that game. And it's not really talked about. I'm sure you're asked about it frequently, but this is our first time to ask you. In the first half, there's a bad handoff on a draw. You fumble. It looks like the Patriots are cover, and somehow you come away with the ball. How in the world did you come away with that? What do you remember in that play? Yeah, Tom, he just talked to me about that. i just seen a lot of these really? guys. We had a huge signing this weekend for all the Giants, and uh, a lot of guys say that's, that, that was one of the biggest plays. You know what? Uh, I've always felt like, and, and I've had a lot of coaches tell me that they go in the dog hole with me, the fox hole with me. They go down the back alley with me. 
And I've always felt like if I'm, on, I'm at the bottom of a pile and it's a football at the bottom of it, I know I'm going to come out with it. So, uh, <laughs> like, that's just, that was just my, 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 my motto, my, just my mentality. Like, so, yeah, I just got my hands in there on the ball on a 300-pound guy who had the ball, you know, secure and, and was able to, to get it out. I don't know how it came. Yeah, I was going to say, do we want to know how? <laughs> no. <laughs> what I happens don't... in the bottom of those piles? So it's a lot, but it, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I was just lucky enough to have put yeah. my hand right on the ball, pull it out, and yeah. was able to show the ball to the ref, like, ref, I got it, and then go back yeah. and get pulled out back into the pile and, you know, <laughs> get beat up a little more. But yeah, and I was able to get out and show that. But it, yeah, it was Ooh. tough to come out with that ball. And I don't know how it happened, but yeah, like that's just my mentality. I love it. I've watched that clip today. 25 times alone <laughs> just today and you know what i could tell you how you did it you literally just you, you grabbed it like as if your life depended on it oh, there yeah. was an urgency oh, yeah. that i've never seen anyone mm. in a fumble scrum before in those circumstances oh, where yeah. i and also a little bit of a performance where like you got in there maybe it wasn't right on time but just yeah. enough and um yeah, we could talk david tyree all we want and Plexico and Kevin Boss had a huge catch in that oh, game, right. but that play may have just absolutely saved the day. You're right. You're right. I, like you said, my life depended on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a rookie okay. fumbling in the Super Bowl. I, you know, I couldn't let that happen. Oh, hell no. Uh, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a clean handoff. But... It wasn't a clean handoff. Yeah, I won't put that all on you. It wasn't like you just uh, butterfingered it. I'll yeah, no, I'll take it. felt like it was a little toward the shoulder pad, not really in the bread basket. Yeah, it was a little hard to the shoulder pads, you know. I mean, it's, it's cool, Eli. You know, I love you. Okay, there's yeah, another my... specific play I want to ask you about. It's in the next Super Bowl. There's about a minute left in the fourth quarter. Pat's up by two. You're milking the clock, knowing a field goal will win. I don't want to give Brady, you don't want to give Brady the ball back, obviously. Eli gives you the ball. It looks like you're about to stop. You bend down and then score. So you got to settle this once and for all for us. Did you oh, try man. and stop? Did someone tell you to stop? You know what? We never talked about it in the huddle. They call it a play. They call it a running play. As I'm getting the ball, Eli says, hut. I'm getting the ball, handing it off. Grabbing the ball, Eli says, don't score, don't score. And I hear oh him God. as I'm going past. You know, so many people oh screaming. God. I got linemen spreading out like this, just getting out my way. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, and they just let me run straight through, you know, at the one yard line. That's when it really clicked. Like, what am <laughs> I supposed to do? So at that point, you can declare down by tapping the ground. So I figured if they, if I declared down, tap the ground, they call me down there. It didn't happen. And then my momentum, I've never been told not to score in my life. So I mean, as a running back, you score every time. So I've never been told that either. So in my mind, I'm like, what should I do? And yeah, I mean, it just ended up with me <laughs> sitting in the end zone and falling back into the end zone. Like God. it was a, yeah, it was a spare moment thing. Uh, we we should have talked about it a little earlier. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just surprised me. And, and yeah, I've never been in that predicament. And me, I, I was thinking game winning touchdown. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking, Anything could happen after that, you know, field, field goal, they could, you know, a bad snap, shank field goal, anything, game's over, we lose, you know? Right. So right. never know what's going to go on in that moment or after that moment. So, and, I, you know, Tom Brady could yeah. as well just went down the field and, and scored. He was close. With the Gronk, my heart stopped, or Gronk okay. was right there. And 
my heart stopped for a second. <laughs> I had coaches just looking me in my eyes as, as we're driving <laughs> down the field. And I'm like, dude, please. I'm hurting right now, too. So I'm, I'm scared to death, too. <laughs> Wes Welker dropping passes or, or whoever was dropping passes. I was happy. Like, it, it was just crazy, crazy an emotional point right there. Listen, that play, though, has aged well to me because when you watch football now, yeah. and I rant on this show all the time, I mean, the kicking yeah. game is probably the most unstable part of all of football. Like, I always say, I don't know why the NFL said, let's move the extra point back and make it harder because <laughs> it just added to missed extra points and blah. And the same thing, um, I think in today's day, with how bad kicking has been with the exception of like three or four kickers, Yep. In the Super Bowl, you know what? Take the touchdown. Give me the points. Well, Don't, points. We're going to really leave this up to a snap, a hold, and a kick with the exactly. way kickers are going today? No way. So I think you are, that play, yeah. to me, ages really, really well to 2023. Well, shout out to Lawrence Times for kicking our ways yeah. into the <laughs> Super Bowls. And that's my guy, man. But I had to go ahead and, and settle that one. <laughs> so... Let's talk about the Giants right now for a minute. Um, and again, we're taping this before the Cowboy game. I know you were you a Cowboy fan growing up. Is that true? You were a Cowboy fan a little bit? I mean, I you were on I TV a lot. I was, I, was a, I was a huge fan, man. Troy yeah. Aikman, Michael Irvin, and of course, my role Emmett. model, Emmett Smith, man. Yeah. Uh, my game was after Emmett, no, no question. Mm. I loved I loved Emmett Smith. Yeah, I was a huge fan, man. But the day I got drafted, uh, that all changed. You know, I wanted to destroy the Cowboys every time I seen them. And that's the rival in, the, in that game, too, the Giants-Cowboys games. I mean, you know, it's 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 bloodshed, that game, man. We, I guess it's Cowboys with anybody, but Giants and Cowboys is always uh, a great game. Both teams are always, you know, fighting for a spot or, you know, fighting each other for a spot most of the time. So I can't wait for the game today. I can't wait to, to see what's going to go on. I, I hope our running game can get going and, and the pressure, you know, they can keep the pressure off Daniel and let him do what he does, man. He, I've told everybody, I, I believe in Daniel. I think he can use his feet well. I think he uses his feet to get him out of trouble a lot. I also think that, you know, our receivers catching the ball will help a whole lot more, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. When you mentioned the run game of the Giants, the run game of the Cowboys now, we see both Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott getting theirs. What do you see in those two backs in particular? Because... A lot of people think Pollard's the future, and, and he's going to be one of the greats. Honestly, I love Pollard's game, man. He's strong, he's shifty. He can do a little bit of everything. Zeke, uh, you know, he has his days, and mm -hmm. you know, I would like to see more from him. I would like to see see him uh, get another uh, another contract. I would like to – I love to see running backs do good in this league. Yeah. You want Zeke to get even more money? They are paying him so well, much. That guy got his bag. Well, I just don't. I'm, I'm saying it in the sense that you know, Pollard's coming and, and yeah, running, backs, running backs contracts don't last forever. You know, you might see yeah. a ton of years on there, but we, you know, I had a four year contract and only did two of it. So mm. we get destroyed in NFL and it's not a it's not a great thing. But oh, you're right. I don't want to talk about it. But running backs, you know, we don't get the praise. We don't we don't get what we, we deserve. And uh, like I say, I, I think a two back system is great. Having that takes a lot off off the running backs. I think your running back staff with the two back system, I think they will develop a whole lot better. I think they will make a team a lot more a lot better. You know, injury wise. Even better. <laughs> yeah, it's even better. But that's just hard. <laughs> hard to uh rely on, on the third back in certain in certain situations. So 
But you know that's uh, that two back system with with the Cowboys. Yeah, that's that's a dangerous system, like I say. But Pollard, you know, I I, I love I love his upside. All right. Well, listen, and, and definitely enjoy the games. Thank you for coming. I hope uh, you can maybe find some time because I'm hoping the Giants will be in the playoffs. So maybe we could have you back on to do a little. I'm hoping oh, yeah. Giants playoff preview. If we could just get there. Please. I'm hoping, man. I, you know, that's my team, man. I'm sticking to it. These are my guys. I love the organization. And, you know, they take still take care of me. The fans still love me. And, you know, Giants for life, baby. Listen, I, I as a Giants fan, again, I led the show off with this. It, I will never be mad at the Giants, even if they're struggling. And they have struggled in the last few years, for sure. Yeah. But the the joy from those two Super Bowls, uh, I it just I will always just roll with it and trust that uh, they will get it done. Can I ask one more question? Please. Okay, it pertains to Eli Manning. I feel like he safely gets put in the like dorky quarterback category, and I think that's fair. It's it's no knock to him. Another guy who's in the what do you mean dorky? What do you mean dorky? He just seems like a bit of a square. Okay. Peyton, too. Okay. So my question is, we see Kirk Cousins, who I think also kind of fits that mold. We saw him wearing a chain, partying on the plane, having fun. His guys love him. Is there a story like that that maybe didn't make social media rounds like the Kirk Cousins video did? Like, is there a behind-the-scenes story with Eli where you're like, oh, Eli's, Eli's actually pretty cool? Eli's cool, man. He's yeah. If you see the videos that he's, he's making now, that's that's Eli, dude. He's <laughs> he's that way at all times. He's 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 a clown. He's a jokester, and he's the funniest guy. Uh, you know, other than that, I mean, he's he's just about business, man. I mean, that's yeah. why it looks like these guys are about business at, at that point, and that's their jobs. Um, you know, and when they're on the camera or when you know when they're on the field, like they yeah. they have to be about business. It's the quarterbacks, they, I mean, that's a tough job. And, uh, For sure. you know, I mean, anywhere around the league, I mean, I'm sure any quarterback's going through it and any, any quarterback's more focused than they've ever been. But, yeah, no, it just seems that way. But at behind doors, yeah, you, you'll see any of that with Eli. Like, he's, yeah, we, we had a, a ton of fun in those years of, of winning Super Bowls, and Eli made it that way. I feel like he doesn't brag enough about beating Tom Brady twice. Do you think he needs to brag more? <laughs> That's not Eli. It's not him. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it's not him, but he's, you know, <laughs> he's Eli. People don't know it. Look, I love him for basically calling Peyton's second Super Bowl to question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he gives yeah. it to Peyton on the Monday night broadcast uh, when uh, uh, he basically me. said, you only have one ring. The defense won you that second <laughs> one. Peyton, you aren't even there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Listen, yeah, hopefully we'll have another discussion in January and it's over, it's, it's over some playoff games. Thank you so much. You can follow. I'm out on Twitter. I'm at Bradshaw and go Giants. Thanks for coming on Unleashed. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, big fans. I appreciate it. I'll keep up with you guys. Yeah, Thank happy you. Thanksgiving. Uh, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. finished season four and here's what i know medean has flopped it was really fun to shop it around when you guys were in can not 
con or cans can all of the visual stimulation of those episodes when you were in can was so fun to watch like i felt like i was watching a movie that was a blast first you got to tell me about that trip and did you shoot all of it there so we did not shoot all of it there but we shot a lot of it there first time i ever left the country in my life. I think no. I was 27 when we shot that. Yeah, we didn't really travel much growing up. And then yeah. I moved to LA when I was 19 on my own and I was grinding. So never left the country at that point. So I had to obviously get my passport. Never had the passport either. Yeah, probably extra. Two days before we're all leaving for <laughs> Cannes. Uh, and it's like a, it, we have 48 hours to shoot. We're going to get there, shoot for 48 hours, turn right back and come back home. Yeah. I could not find my brand new passport. No. This thing was missing. When I say it was a cold case, there was people involved with production came and searched my house and my car and my trailer and everything. Gone. Passport gone. We're leaving in two days. So I had to go down to like the federal building, downtown LA, pay $1,200 oh. to expedite a passport, which I got the morning of the flight. And then after I checked in, we got on the plane, I showed my passport. They, I think one of our producers held my passport for me so I yeah. don't lose it again. So that happened. Then we get to, Fran to France and yeah, it was just amazing because the actual festival was going on oh, when we okay. shot there. So when you see that red carpet, when we mm -hmm. pull up at the end, that was actually the red carpet for Oceans 13, which premiered there. So <laughs> the whole plan was we're going to keep all of it. The, there's a thousand paparazzi and photographers on sure. that red carpet. You got Brad Pitt and I think Angelina Jolie at the time and George Clooney. So we were in a car waiting. We had one shot at that scene. And we, it's like where we get out of the car and drama sees his <laughs> girl that he likes. And yeah. I had the first line getting out of the car. So we're waiting with a walkie talkie. The minute, and I think it ironically was Scott Kahn who will be on Entourage later. He was the last cast member who walks into the theater for the oceans premiere they basically gave all thousand photographers vince's like a picture of adrian saying here this guy's a movie star when he comes photograph <laughs> him they call action for us and the whole time i'm like man if i stumble on the first line getting out of the car we're dead oh. so that's probably the most pressure ever sure but i hit my line and then i didn't have to say anything else and yeah it was pretty incredible to see at that time with the biggest movie premiere going in Cannes, it was just incredible. And obviously, Cannes is a beautiful place on the water, mm. all the hotels and cafes. It was an unbelievable experience. So how many days did he say you were there? It was like two days. We got there. We rested a little bit. We shot a lot of stuff. And then the next yeah. day, we had tons of rehearsal leading up to that red carpet moment because we knew we only had yeah. one shot. We had six cameras, which is typically we only have two. So to cover it from every angle and uh, right after, I think we went to the hotel, got our stuff and left because a lot of that episode was also shot back in L.A. Whatever was really inside where you didn't have to be in mm -hmm. France was back in L.A. So it was that red carpet moment. That was it. Oh, my gosh. So did like paparazzi and other people around by then the show had so much traction and was so popular. Did people know what this was? So it did have a lot of traction domestically. We weren't, ah. we were just starting to get a little more international. We had to hand out Adrian's picture and tell everyone <laughs> this is the biggest movie star on the planet. They, they knew a little bit, but we were not internationally a big deal. Domestically, we were growing a lot at that point. 
So all the photographers didn't even realize that they were being extras in, in the no show. Idea. No, I zero oh whatsoever. Gosh. But it is in in terms of TV standards, even though it's HBO and the budgets are great and HBO supports all this. It was a pretty epic shoot to have. Nice. The Lions Now let's get to some week 12 wagering. God, I can't believe it's week 12. And so much more with BetMGM betting analyst, our odds-on favorite, Peter Andrew. Peter, welcome back. I know you're kind of licking your wounds. I told Jerry, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we're going to take it easy on you, but I don't know that he will oblige. I'm I'm glad you said betting analyst, not betting expert, because... (laughs) Boy, oh we had boy. to change our copy. The Vikings <laughs> changed that last week, losing both parlays, the, the teaser and the money line parlay because of the Vikings had a potential to be up 10 units, and then it took me down to zero. So not great, but I'm willing to hear it from Gary. I know he's I, I know he's putting me on the hot seat here. So it is what it is. I'll take I take the good with the bad. No one could have expected that Vikings game. Come on. So listen, okay, Pete. <laughs> You are very much on the hot seat. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I'm try, I try to pump you up every week. I'm going to take a little bit different of an approach. I keep saying this is the week, this is the week. I am a little appalled at, I, I'll preview at your bets. I'm a little appalled at one of your safe, it's labeled a safe play to get us back even. We're going to talk about it because I have a theory. So we're going to dive in. Yes, the Vikings were a bloodbath for you and pretty much all of it. But uh, all right, you have 10 units as always. And again, we're taping this the Thursday before the games on Thanksgiving. So if you hear about some of that, you, you know, you might know the answer. So what is your uh, first bet that you made? And then I would like to discuss it. So leave yeah. some room for me after you announce this. I think I know where this is going. And I think I know the one you're going to go against. Bills, Detroit. It's a home game for both, I guess you can say, because this is two weeks in a row that the Bills are in Detroit playing uh, against the Lions. These are all money line bets, by the way. So five is this units. a parlay or are these all straight? This is a parlay. So this is yeah. This is okay. This is this is a money yeah. line parlay. Both money line parlay. These are we're really simplifying it. Four of all right. So let me take a step back. We're taking a different approach this week because I've just I'm a beaten and battered man, and it's I I haven't been able to sleep since Sunday, so I've just not been great. But we're taking a different approach here. The logic. And this is, these are four of the five best teams in the NFL. I expect all them to win. I'm not towing with the spread. I'm not towing with the tees. I'm just taking them to win outright. So Bills, Detroit, you got that one on Thanksgiving. Well, first, let me start with the Lions. The Lions have looked great. I think they've won three in a row. They are on a tear, but Bills are a different team. Bills don't have to travel. Bills are staying in in Detroit for the week and, and practicing in don't have to worry about any of the issues of travel taking them fins against the Texans. I know you're hating your Texans right now. I think you had over five and a half dolphins coming off a bye. Look great. Two looks great. Somehow favored for MVP taking them money line. Niners looked awesome last night, Monday night football. I know Arizona is no good, but, Niners are really clicking. And then the last one, Chiefs at the Rams. Chiefs, I think, are the biggest favorite out of all them. Rams, again, without Cooper Cup. I'm so low on that team, and I think they're out, and they're going to start kind of packing it up for next year. So all four of those, 
It's essentially an even bet, minus 115, <laughs> 50 to win around 95 this bucks. This is sad, so Peter. So that right there, if that hits, puts us dead at even. Okay, P, I'm going to stop. I'm wait, stopping wait, let, you here. I got to jump in. Okay. Okay, jump in. We, we're going to go the other way too here, so. You got <laughs> Bills are minus nine and a half. Okay. I think the, the Chiefs are minus 14 and a half. Well, as we currently tape this, you basically have the four biggest favorites of the yep. week. This yep. is like the equivalent of if it's like Little League Baseball and you're up at bat and the pitcher's a little wild and he throws at you. We're all telling you now, like, just let it hit you, Pete. Get on base. <laughs> just let the ball, just let, stop moving out of the way. Let it hit you so you can get on first base because you're not going to make contact if you don't get, get hit by the pitch. That's what I feel like I'm witnessing here. You're just trying to get on the board. You're trying to make it happen. I respect it. But in the same breath, you are literally trying to hope that the pitcher just hits you with the ball right now. Those are the four biggest favorites. Four biggest favorites. <laughs> on base percentage is good. It doesn't matter if you walk, you get a hit. I get it. I genuinely think those are four of the five best teams outside of the Eagles in the NFL. So they should run the table. But we'll get into the opposite approach I'm taking, which is essentially a, a hedge on concept. So it's not a hedge on the teams, but a hedge on concept. So if I can veer over, let's go to the, the dogs on Thanksgiving parlay. So I think this is one that you'll like. Giants plus 310, Pats plus 135. That's plus okay. 863, so that's 20 to win 192. I get the Giants are a big yeah. dog there, but they can beat this, this Cowboys team. Obviously, everybody's all over them now after they just annihilated the Vikings, but I think that had a lot to do with the Vikings just not showing. Okay, I like this one. This one's spicier. Giants, Cowboys, they always keep it a close game, especially when they play big days like Thanksgiving. I think Giants can easily come out with a field goal win. And then... Regardless of last week, Pats at the Vikings, Kirk Cousins in prime time, it was an automatic fade. And Bill Belichick, this has just got one of those him written all over it, just completely run the show, especially after you know, obviously what we saw last week. Um, they only put up three points for about 95% of the game. I think they're going to come out, open the offense up a little bit more, the Pats are. So this is where I'm getting at with taking a safe route or just taking favorites or getting hit by the pitch versus then you start to be a little bit aggressive and take the opposite way. So we're trying both angles here. And then the last one, I actually genuinely like this one too. So bears plus four and a half Falcons plus four. The iffy one here is, is green Bay plus seven in Philly, but I like some of these dogs to bark all three teams. Falcons at the Commanders. Falcons are a good team. Like, it's weird to say it, but they're a solid team. Bears are showing some signs of life. The Jets don't know what they're doing at quarterback right now. Zach Wilson looked awful last week. So I like just playing the points there, keeping it a close, low-scoring game. And then Green Bay, I don't know. They, they're showing signs of looking better. Appreciate that against the Titans last week. That second half was abysmal. Rodgers just looks off, but... Guys like Christian that? Watson yeah. showing that they're capable in wide receiver one. I definitely think this could be a close game. I don't necessarily think the Eagles lose, but I think it keeps it relatively close. So that's, again, going against the mindset of just taking all the favorites. Plus 580, $20 to win 137. So I've got conflicting thoughts here, but I think you have really, really good teams that I'm expecting to win. And those fringe teams or teams that are fighting for something or, or have a little to prove. We're going we're gonna to take them from an underdog point of view. 
You still like the Falcons, even with Kyle Pitts out? Yeah. Didn't really use him anyway. <laughs> First couple of weeks of the year, I mean, it yeah, felt like he was he getting one or two tiny. catches. It looks like he just wasn't a focal point of the offense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but Cordero Patterson back, I think, really helps. So obviously wow. it helped on a 105-yard kick return last week. So I think they do enough again to keep it close. Don't feel confident that any of those three teams win outright. But I think those are all, generally speaking, somewhat close games. The, again, the Green Bay one is the one that scares me because Rodgers does a couple things wrong. It can just go completely out of sync. But then again, if Rodgers does what he does on a primetime Sunday night football game like he's done for the last 15 years, different story. Pete, I'm rooting for you. I truly am. I love the two underdog parlays. I had to look at that safe play bet for a couple of minutes. I, I don't to figure it out because I don't ever think I saw a parlay that was minus before. I don't know if I've ever seen someone create a minus odds parlay, but you did. So guys, this is an interesting one for Mr. Andrew. I, I cause I do think he could get it all back right here. And really he's going to get momentum at some point. I know I'm speaking about you. Like you're not here. He's going to get momentum at some point. What better way this to bring in the holidays with a hot Peter Andrew, I'm going to print this out and I'm going to carry this around with me on Thursday and on Sunday because I need mm -hmm. to know, I, I have to track these bets the entire game, I think, the entire day. And in the spirit of giving, appreciate you not, you took it somewhat easy on me, so I can appreciate that. I'm going to give everything to, to our customers, our fans. So forget Thursday for a second, Friday, mm -hmm. huge match, USA, England, right? This is what we haven't talked right. about too much as a, the three of us as a group. Yeah. We're doing a super price boost for everybody. All you need to do is Wednesday morning, Thursday, and Friday, log into your account. USA, speaking of minus lines, USA was to score a goal versus England is minus 200, minus 150, Ooh. somewhere around there. We're pushing it to even. So for every customer, USA, score one goal. Doesn't matter if they win, they lose, they okay. draw. Even money, plus 100. Very patriotic, want too. To win this holiday season. So yeah. very, very patriotic. Let's Let's pretend for a second I don't do too well on these picks. You know what? At least I gave you that one. They're going to score a goal versus England. They're probably going to win outright. I feel good about this USC team. They, they needed to look crappy in that second half against Wales to turn the corner here in a really important match against England. So uh, at least I can give my friends and family and customers and I love it. you guys that. It's why I root for you, P. I know you want everyone to do well. I know you're not out here in the hell. Uh, so uh, that's why I root for you. All right. Well, thanks again for another great week, Pete. Yep. Happy well, Thanksgiving. It. Enjoy all your bets. We are cheering for you, my friend. Peter Andrew, that was just your layup segment. So prayers up for Peter. That was a lot of fun. But one more thing before we go and wishing everyone a happy Thanksgiving and wishing this guy happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jerry. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Thank you. And happy birthday for real. I know you say you're getting old, but you're, you're in your prime. Uh, I could still, I, I could still get you a bucket if you need it. Okay, good. Thanks everyone for listening. As always, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We have tons of great guests coming up for the rest of the NFL season. And we were just talking off air 
about all of our fun Super Bowl plans coming up. So we are riding it through to the end. Make sure you hang out with us every week. See you next week. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.